Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. Today, we're going over the player prop bets here. We'll probably uh, make a list of five total bets, and we'll get a, a long list of bets that you guys are going to consider. Uh, we got Jesse consulting with us today. How's it going, Jesse? Good morning. Happy Saturday. It's changing seasons. It's getting fun. This is probably the last nice weekend that we're going to get. I think it's like it's almost touching 60 degrees here in Milwaukee, and it looks like you're going golfing this afternoon. So enjoy that. Yes, sir. Uh, but we're going to you guys. We're going to help you guys get set for your DraftKings uh, prop bets. Again, we normally just do – we stick to touchdown bets. That's been kind of our most consistent bet. Last week I was amazingly five for five, uh, which th that's the first time that's happened all year. Uh, probably not going to do that again this week, but we're going to try our best. 29 out of 50 so far on the year. So we're just barely over 50%. I'm going to take it. That's almost three out of five, so just under 60% total uh, correct. And uh, we're going to kind of go fast-paced in this one, probably go about a half an hour. Uh, but, Jesse, do you want to pick our first game that we get to look at? Should we look at Broncos, Cowboys, Vikings, Ravens? What are, you, what are you feeling for first game to open up? Yeah, let's just jump right to the top, Dallas and Denver. Could be a fun game. And um, lately I've been, I've been – I like to click on the quarterback props because sometimes the quarterback passing touchdowns. So they got like Dak at one and a half. That's minus 210, not really enticing. And Teddy Bridgewater – over one and a half, I think he could throw two touchdowns this week against a team that they're going to have to keep up points. So minus 125, I don't know if you'd like that one. Um, but let's take a peek here at the uh, the actual touchdown scores. What's sticking out to you here? Yeah, I think we expect Dallas to score. I mean, Denver's going to do their best to limit them. But um, we do have some questionable players. So CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, as we know, both questionable. Do you expect both of them to play? Do we think one sits, one starts? Well, um, well, interestingly, they're coming off the bye, and Cooper had, I think it was week four, where he had the hamstring injury, where he left the game briefly, came back. Um, so I don't know if they're just being cautious and they don't want him to flare anything up. I think Cooper's going to be just fine. C.D. Lamb, I'm not really too sure of, because he had the ankle sprain on Wednesday's practice, didn't really practice on Thursday. I can't recall if I saw him practicing on um, on Friday. Let me just pull up those reports real quick. But it's, it, they, I haven't seen like any like proceed with caution type, you know, energy out of the Cowboys. So let's see here. It's Cooper, limited practice all week. I think that's going to be fine. And CeeDee Lamb did not practice Thursday, but he got a limited in on Friday. So I'd be more concerned if he was DNP on Friday. I'm going to assume both guys are good to go. Uh, sure. We still haven't gotten word on Michael Gallup yet either. So it's hard for me to project Cowboys touchdowns. I think Zeke's probably the safest play. Maybe it's a Dalton Schultz game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard's probably due for a touchdown, but that's definitely, like, you kind of, like, lean in. I mean, if you look at the bottom of that list, you kind of have one of my favorite sleepers of the week. Albert. Or Albert. Albert Okweg-Bunam. We have no Noah Fonts. I'm, I'm going to put him on the bets to consider list. We might even put him on the actual list because mm -hmm. um, he's he's a good tight end. I'm excited about his opportunity this week. No Noah Fant. Uh Any other Broncos stick out? I'm always going to throw out Jerry Judy plus 225 to score. Uh, he looked good last week. He just didn't get a lot of volume, only four targets. Uh, but it's good to see him get his – get his feet back under him and get through a full game with no setback. So I'm excited about him this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is a tough game. Like who's yeah. from a Dallas perspective. Here's the hard part. I mean, you have their top guy. You have all three receivers at minus one Oh five, which is very interesting because Cedric Wilson sitting at one Oh five. I mean, if, if, if Lamb or Cooper are out, that's probably going to drop. Yeah. Um, so it's like, well, do you just take a chance that one of those sits and you bet on Wilson? I mean, maybe you shift to the tight ends here. I mean, 
Dalton Schultz has looked pretty good this year. No Blake starting tomorrow. No, but yeah, no Blake. So you're thinking Schultz is going to get the run. I mean, he's shifty out there. He gets used and used towards the red zone too. So that, that plus 190, it's kind of like a nice leverage play on these minus 105 receivers. But maybe Zeke's just the safe option. Maybe Dak runs for one. I don't know if he's got too many rushing touchdowns this year. So I'm just pulling up real quick. The Broncos have not allowed a tight end touchdown. There's only a few teams that have not allowed a tight end touchdown, so it's going to be tough. 31 yep. catches, 313 yards, and no touchdowns. But again, uh, maybe that's due to correct here. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Schultz catches two uh, at this point. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in Schultz at plus 190. I, I'd rather do that than dive into Cooper or Lamb at minus 105. Uh, but those are game time decisions. If you're feeling a good way about those guys, I would say wait you know, hour and a half before kickoff and touch into those. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, but so we kind of covered the the Cowboys enough, but just outside of the like Javante, Melvin Gordon, like all these Broncos seem really difficult to. It's like whack a mole. I don't know if I feel good about any of. It could be a Tim Patrick week for all we know. So I think uh, for me, I'm probably staying away from the Broncos side. It just feels like there's five or six options. It's hard to hard to find the best one. Yep, I would agree. I think you know we, we've highlighted the kind of the main players that we think are good and. Uh, go on i just want to take a peek real quick at the at the yards i don't i don't really like betting rushing yards here nothing really sticks out there uh but as far as receiving yards dang it they don't have an albert o line here for us but jerry judy 56 and a half i'm tempted um dalton schultz 43 and a half i'm tempted and uh nothing else really sticks out here do they have a uh what's the int odds for cowboys Diggs, man trayvon Diggs. He is just playing very good. I'd be very curious to see if they if you have something in there. Go to the quarterback props. Teddy Bridgewater interceptions over one or over 0. 0.5 is minus 145. So people are digging it. Yep, people are taking it. I kind of like the Teddy uh, over over one and a half. That's if I'm going to bet a Bronco mm-hmm. touchdown bet, I think that's probably the one that I'm going to go with. Um, we we saw Javante and. Melvin Gordon catch a touchdown pass on that Thursday night game against Cleveland. So like, I think Teddy kind of gets the majority of the stats here. Uh, let's move on to the next game. I kind of want to click in the Vikings and the, in the Ravens. Let me just take a peek at the QB props real quick. Um, you got Kirk cousins over one and a half. People are kind of hitting that with minus minus one seventy. Lamar over one and a half. That one feels like <laughs> I'm just thinking of that one game uh, where, where we saw the Ravens just get all rushing touchdowns and nothing for Lamar. So that makes me a little nervous. Um, and then interceptions here, anything, maybe Kirk Cousins in over one interception for Kirk Cousins. That's interestingly low. Um, but what sticks out for these TD props? Dalvin Cook's the clear favorite at minus 125. That's actually kind of low enough for me to be interested in it. Minus 125, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think Baltimore is one of the worst teams against the running back this year. They're just kind of defensively, they're banged up. They don't have the right guys, and you might as well take advantage of that. Eight touchdowns on the year. So I think Cook is a he's a lock. Yeah, I mean, if, if Minnesota wants to compete, they're going to have to be doing it through Delvin. So, yeah, it's the only minus odds, but I think it's minus 125, you're still, you know, coming out relatively on top you put 20 on that you're gonna get 16 back so that's 80 percent almost yeah. on the flip side um yeah i think minnesota they're you know defensively they struggle against the pass catchers so marquise brown's been kind of turning it on do we think maybe he could find the end zone plus 120 is not terrible um i like a lot in this game i mean getting jj at plus 160 dn plus 150 hmm. 
which of these running backs for Baltimore scores? Because you know at least one is going to do it. Is it Latavius Murray plus 150? He kind of scores every other week. Latavius Murray is probably not playing in this one. So oh. you, if, if you have the stones to do it, take Devonta Freeman at plus 165 because I have a feeling. And what's weird is I'm actually surprised that they have Latavius Murray even on the list because – I think on NBC Sports, like he has not practiced all week. He's listed as doubtful. I'm surprised that he's actually listed this high. So if you wanted to lock in Devonta Freeman at plus 165 right now, he's probably going to shoot up to maybe 150, something like that, even more. Um, so that yeah, would be uh, alarming to me. That feels pretty good. I mean, Le'Veon Bell's never really been a true, like, good goal linebacker. I think Devonta's kind of the more, like, punch it in guy. Um, sneaky, though, I, I don't know if he's going to even be active, but Tyson Williams, if he is – if he mm. active, would Plus be interesting. 400. interesting. I mean, it's a long shot, but with okay. no Latavius. Um, so what do you what do you know about Baltimore's defense against tight ends? Oh man, they've been brutal, haven't they? They are the worst team against tight ends this season. Uh, let me show you. The Ravens, and keep in mind, this is just in seven games here, but they've allowed 46 catches, 545 yards, and six touchdowns to tight ends. So basically a touchdown per game to the tight end spot and um, almost like 80 or so yards to the tight end, as well as roughly six catches per game to the tight end. So Tyler Conklin, I don't care if you don't want to take this prop out of 280, but he should be in lineups tomorrow. I think he's going to have a nice PPR day. Um, but uh, Cook is the free money play at minus 125. I think I'm interested in Justin Jefferson versus Marlon Humphrey. We saw uh, Jamar Chase have his way against the Ravens here, and they, they kind of have a similar vibe to me. So I kind of like the uh, Jefferson at plus 160. Why are we getting a discount on him? Yeah, right. I mean, I know he's still playing very well off his rookie season, still having a good year. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I don't <clears throat> and seem I, to be down on him. If, you know. I just want to see. I think he it might be a few games since he scored a touchdown. I just want to double check this. So he might be due. He hasn't scored since week four. So I, I'll probably lean into those odds and say he's got a good chance to score, but you also got to think Adam Thielen has a good chance to score here too. You should definitely consider that. Yeah. Um, okay, I think if we're, you know, kind of along the lines of like, you know, one from one bet from each team, Cook and Freeman from a running back perspective, I mean, Lamar at plus 120, you could probably take that every week and yeah, come out positive at the end of it um interesting to me it just I, I love looking at these these numbers here so we know the ravens give up the most tight end points mark andrews might have a little slow day uh on sunday here now this is just statistically but they've only allowed 24 catches to the tight end 327 yards and they're one of the few teams that have not allowed a single tight end touchdown so mm. the vikings very stout against mark andrews um i just just a philosophical question. Like when you see that Jesse, like does that make you like not want to use Mark Andrews in any DFS lineups? Like, are, are like, does that, does that make you pause? Like, what do you do when you see stats like that? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I see it, I think like, all right, well, first step is like going into the log, like who are they going up against? Are they going up against teams that are scheming against tight? You know, like they, they scheme their tight ends into games or they kind of just like, you know, maybe they just have good receivers. The matchups haven't been well. Um, but then I think, all right, who's on the defensive side of the ball for the Vikings? You know, they have pretty good linebackers. And Harrison Smith's over the top. So Right. Yep, exactly. So they have players that can that can kind of jam those tight ends up, make their day uncomfortable, um, which I think that's the, kind of the case here with the Vikings for sure. So, so um, it's Marquise Brown week. 
Yeah, I think Marquise Brown could be due for a good week. You know, this I mean, season, I think, it's kind of always been Marquise. It's every week's almost been Marquise. Yeah, he's, Brown getting, week, you know? he's getting disrespected. Uh, um, he's having a breakout season right now, so that's fun. Uh, this, I think this is probably, if I'm watching games at noon, I, I have a feeling this game is going to be on red zone, uh, probably one of the most times during the noon slate. Uh, let's just take a quick peek at the running back receiving props. I just, I need to see what Tyler Conklin, 32 and a half. Smash. That, smash I think Marquise Brown under over 58 and a half. I thought he was going to be that, more like low sixties. So smash wow. that. He only needs 59 yards. I think that's easy. Um, I mean, he could do that on one play. And I'm just out of curiosity, the Minnesota Vikings against the wide receiver. Yeah. Have allowed nine touchdowns, 92 receptions, uh, over 1,500 yards. They're the sixth worst uh, in PPR points per game. So this is Marquise Brown. Shout it from the rooftops. Um, he's going to be on our list. So uh, that was fun. Uh, what's, what, what's the net? Like we, we're on a limited time crunch here. Did you want to talk uh, anything more about Browns Bengals? Like, should we dive into a more exciting game? Anything stick out? Yeah, I mean, I think next on the list from an exciting perspective is maybe Chargers Eagles. Like, I mean, yeah. I have some like fun things just for a fantasy DFS purposes and betting purposes. Even though the Eagles might just not be very good at football, they're so, good at fantasy football. I just want to look real quick before we start. I just so this is a chart showing. Um, just green is you want to target this. So where are the Chargers here? Uh, LA Chargers, Los Angeles Rams. Why can't I read? So the Chargers, they uh, they're going to allow running back points and they're going to allow tight end points. So I like Goddard, I like Boston Scott, and maybe some other uh, running backs there in their system. The Eagles kind of even against everything, uh, but they do allow running back points and tight end points. So we kind of have a mirror effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, both sides of the ball here. Touchdown scores, Austin Eckler, I think at this point, minus 120, you probably have to consider that. Maybe I would I was gonna say if you if you don't like the 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 for sure kind of bets, uh parlay Eckler and Dalvin Cook. Have some fun, you know, doing some simple two-man parlays or something like that. Yep. Um, but what are your thoughts here as you see some of these numbers? Yeah, so uh I I don't know if I'm being inspired by our true, our great, our loyal friend, John Heffernan, but last week's script was not a Kenneth Gainwell script. It was, they were up, they were heavy, they were just ground and pounding. Kenneth Gainwell is their two-minute offense. He's there. Hurry up. Let's go. We need to catch up with these guys. And this week against the Chargers, you're not going to see Jordan Howard in there when they're down by two touchdowns. You're going to see Kenny G making sweet, sweet music. So I'm definitely interested in Kenneth Gainwell. His yards are probably going to be interesting to me. Uh, Boston Scott's probably going to be. I, I just don't think we're going to make Jordan Howard. I, earlier in the week, I was like, oh, man, I need a guy this week. It's not going to be Jordan Howard. Unless they're on the goal line and he, you know, this is the Jordan Howard day. They're within the five, like two, three times, and he gets to just punch a couple touchdowns in. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think between the 20s, Kenneth Gainwell, you're going to see him rack up some some catches, some yards. So I'm curious if they have lines for like kind of like all purpose or receiving rushing. I think this is kind of be like, everyone's going to be off Kenny G and he's going to yeah. come out and have like a 15, 16 point PPR day. And what's weird to me is like before Sanders went down, Kenneth Gainwell was kind of the, the goal line back. Like he mm-hmm. was the guy getting called inside the five. I think there's a couple carries, uh, a couple touchdowns that he had inside the five. And he's also been kind of like a red zone, uh, just receiving threat. So I like the Gainwell call. That's a, a deeper play plus two ninety. That could be a lot of fun there. Uh, but again, 
these teams both yield a ton of running back points and a ton of tight end points. So I think Dallas Goddard is probably, if there's going to be a passing touchdown, I'm betting on Dallas Goddard. Uh, I'm not liking Devonta Smith this week. If there's going to be passing touchdowns, it's Goddard. It's Kenneth Gainwell probably. Um, and then uh, on the Chargers side, again, Eckler's kind of free money here at minus 120. Uh, but there, there's Eagles are somewhat stingier against wide receivers. I like Keenan Allen. I'm, I like Mike Williams. Uh, Jared Cook sitting here at 200. I guess between Allen, Williams, and Cook, where like if you had to pick one, Jesse, like which one are you thinking? Who gets the touchdown this week? Right, that's the question. Um, I mean, it's it's certainly a tough debate. I mean, the Eagles have given up six tight end touchdowns, seven receivers. So you're splitting those seven between two guys. And the Cook, Char- I guess the Chargers have only given up three. Chargers yeah. the team against wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, Chargers are definitely not a team you want to be targeting. Smith, if you play in redraft or dynasty formats. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, that's tough. So you're asking me to pick one. Allen and Williams are even at 125 for 200. I mean, I'd probably, honestly, for the fun, take Cook. So I'm curious. I just want to see, of those touchdowns that the Eagles have given up, I just need to see what kind of body types they were. So, oh, can't can't filter, I guess. Um, so Jawan Jennings caught a touchdown against them. Cedric Wilson caught a touchdown against them. Tyreek Hill has three of the seven. Yeah, that's Antonio Brown has one. Brian Edwards has one. Hmm. So those are kind of all shiftier guys. I know Brian Edwards is probably the biggest dude, uh, but this is making me think more Keenan Allen. Um, considering some of these bigger receivers, like Mike Evans was held to two for 27 against the Eagles. Um, Mark Cooper and CeeDee Lamb held out of the end zone. Calvin Ridley, nothing here. I don't know. Keenan Allen, that, that's probably my the safest play. I really don't have any good feeling about it besides Austin Eckler. But there's going to be touchdowns in this. So uh, yeah. maybe this is one of those situations where you bet on Keenan to score and Mike Williams to score. You're guaranteed one of them dips. Take the hedge. Just take the small, small win. Problem. And if they if both hit, then that's fantastic. There's a good chance that that happens. So. Tight end week. What's up? What's up? Darnell. Parnamat. Donnie, Donnie, yeah. What's wow. Name? Buried at 550. Sneaky. Uh, we'll we'll put shot, that on the best to consider, man. That's going to be kind of fun. Uh, like with, you know, on the 10 yard line, they run a 2T set, fake it to Eckler over the top to Parnum. It'll be interesting. And coming out of the bye, too, I'm they were out of the bye two weeks ago. I'm just curious if we start to see Donald Parham younger, Jared Cook older. I'm wondering if we start to see a shift. Um, very similar to like a Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham situation last year where Komet started to overtake him at the end of the season. Just keep an eye on Donald Parham. Uh, but anything else in this game? You said you wanted to look at the rushing receiving over under for uh, they got nothing for Kenny G, unfortunately. See, listed on, I don't even see him listed on any props. No, which wow. is weird. It's weird. probably because everyone's been probably uh, maybe smashing it. I don't even know. Maybe they can't, can't set the line. Hmm. Usually when that happens, it means that their early line was getting hit heavy one way. And so they took it down because they were like, oh, we got to reevaluate. So yeah. something will come up tomorrow. Um, I mean, honestly, if Kenny G's receiving yards is anything under 30, I'm smashing it. I just want to take a quick peek and see what the quarterback points have. So the Chargers have allowed – they're one of the best teams against quarterback first and foremost, but they've allowed 149 yards rushing – Eagles, one of the the top teams or the toughest teams against quarterback, they've allowed almost uh, fourteen touchdowns here. So, 
I don't know. This, I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch, though. It's but, interesting for sure. I mean, it's like the Eagles need a win. You know, the kind of desperation mode. Um, touchdown props real quick for the QBs. Jalen Hurts over one and a half minus 105. People are taking the over on Herbert here at one and a half. Um, is there pass rush passing plus rushing Jalen hurts 281. Interesting. Hmm. So that that's like 80 yards rushing and 200 passing yards for him. That's interesting to see. Uh, but I don't feel too great about anything else here. So let's move on to a different game. Uh, Browns Bengals that, that, that one yeah, so kind of fun here. Let's click into that real quick. Browns Bengals maybe finish up with the bills or something. Yeah. And then, uh, just right to the touchdown scores, Nick Chubb. I guess let me preface this real quick. Browns and Bengals. Let's just see what these teams allow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Cincinnati Bengals, they're kind of green against running backs and wide receivers, pretty stingy against tight ends and QBs. And then the Cleveland Browns, they're going to give up QB points and wide receiver points. So Joe Burrow and his receivers are in play here. Uh, what do you think of looking at these numbers? Yeah, 140 for Chubb. I mean, I kind of honestly thought that's where like Cook and Eckler should have been. So mm-hmm. I like that. Um, hang on one second. Take over for me. So Nick Chubb, um, interestingly enough, he did not score the touchdown last week. I think it was Dearness Johnson. I can't remember the last time Chubb has scored a touchdown, so I could argue that he is due. He's only got four TDs on the season. Um, he scored week – his last touchdown was week five. Yeah. Uh, this is a game where I think Nick Chubb uh, – If so when, I, when you see a minus 140, I think taking – Nick Chubb to score, you're going to want to pair him with another strong bet. Like a, a simple parlay of Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler to score uh, could be a lot of fun. Let me actually look and see if I can put that on the screen for you guys. Uh, I've, so even Dalvin Cook could be listed in this uh, group as well. If you have a, a list of touchdown scores that you feel really strongly about, and again, usually these guys are, are in the minus odds, um, could just make a quick little parlay. So between these three, Cook, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. This parlay ends up being plus four sixty-five. If you just put, you just put, you know, twenty bucks down on that sucker, you're going to gain uh, over one hundred uh, one hundred dollars on that one. Um, so interesting. If you guys want to make a little parlays, that's where that's where taking some of the favorites to 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 score a little bit more fun. Like you could just take Cook plus Chubb, and that ends up being two hundred eight. So kind of think about it that way. Uh, let me get back to some of the other numbers here. Joe Mixon, minus 120. He's been playing really, really well. Jamar Chase, minus 105. Probably a touchdown in like every game, but like one or two. I like T. Higgins this week. It's always a T. Higgins week for me. Um, like it, dude. It's it's going to be a T. He just hasn't scored. He's getting targets lately. He's getting amazing targets the last few weeks. I just, I need to. So, I mean, the first couple games of the season, he was on a touchdown streak. Um, and the thing that really, you know, I really enjoyed last week was he got vertical. They finally started letting him do some down the field stuff instead of making him a kind of a possession guy. Um, so that 24.3 yards per catch, like you look at some of these average yards per catches a lot higher than what he's been doing this season. So I'm excited about that. He hasn't scored since week two. Uh, I'm into the T Higgins week, uh, Jarvis Landry plus 190. I don't know if I feel great about that. I think staying within these top four guys makes a lot of sense. Uh, what do you think about CJ Uzama? I mean, the guy is <clears> like a um, – he finds long touchdowns. I know there's, you know, there's so many receivers on that team to cover. He just kind of seems to be the le- the forgotten man. Um, so I could it happen again? Of course it could. Uh, Cleveland, as you know, they're okay against the tight end. Not fantastic. 
I, I don't know. I, I can't bet CJ Zom. I mean, one week I play him in DFS, he does nothing. The next week you don't play him, and he scores two touchdowns. Seems a little, a little streaky. I mean, I think Chase is your safe guy, and Higgins is at plus 150. It's, he's due. Dude. Tyler Boyd, kind of the third option there as well. He did find the end zone last week, so I don't know if he's like starting to heat up. But Just curious. Tyler Boyd <clears throat> just needs 48 yards. T. Higgins needs 61. Um, Jamar Chase up here at 73. I don't really feel great about any of these. Uh, Nick Chubb, 85 and a half. That one's kind of interesting. Uh, I don't feel great about anything on this list, though. Let me just look at the QB numbers real quick. Yeah, on a divisional uh, game, I think. Hmm. Baker Mayfield over under. If he hits two, uh, I think he could hit two, but then we're taking away from Nick Chubb, so that's kind of interesting. Um, interceptions in this game. Have you taken the Baker Mayfield under uh, any time this year, like you were hitting last year? <laughs> no, I did not. I have not been taking it. Um, last year was, I mean, it's just, it, it, I don't know, sometimes you feel it, you got your feeling. This year, I think Baker's been kind of hit or miss. I'd be curious to go back and look to see if the unders were hitting. But, is uh, there a way to, is there a site that allows you to look at the, like, his unders for, like, a full season? I wonder. I'm sure there's something out there. Um, Otherwise, that might be kind of fun to start. Maybe we could be the site that logs that stuff. <clears throat> um, but anyways, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, like, it, to me, it's just yeah. go with the, the strong plays here. And <clears throat> while you stepped away, I parlayed Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and Austin Eckler to score. It ended up being uh, – plus 465. So uh, pretty strong odds uh, for those guys all to hit. And Yeah, I mean, that's a smash. You know, I mean, if we hit, you know, it's like saying if we hit three of our five, those are probably three that we, we feel pretty good about. Right. And so. So I'm trying to think here. Do you care about touching any of the, the Sunday night, Monday night games? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know. Rams, you know what you're going to get. That Cooper Cup is probably minus 200 to score. I just, I want to take a peek real quick at the Bills. Um, is, Bills AP, is AP plus odds to score a touchdown? Uh, we'll save that for the cherry on top of the end of the show. Uh, Josh Allen, two and a half touchdowns. People are not, people are taking the under, under two and a half. They don't think he's going to throw three. What do you think? Mm, against the Jags. I mean, this, this seems like it could be like one of those five TD games. Yeah, it? like he can get that at halftime. I'm tempted here. Plus 145? The Jags I'm, are. I'm putting that on. Let me just show you guys real quick what the Jags do. Jags allow QB points. They're kind of stingier against wide uh, running backs because, the, again, they allow teams to pass the ball. They, get, they allow wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, let me just look real quick. They've actually only allowed 11 passing touchdowns all season. Uh, but they've allowed two rushing touchdowns, so the, the Josh Allen rushing touchdowns are in play uh, against the running back. They're actually middle of the road here. They don't allow too many receiving numbers from the running backs. And against wide receivers here, uh, they do allow a lot of catches and yards. So uh, let's take a quick peek at – You can we can literally name any Bills receiver here to score. Stephon Diggs minus 120 feels good. Emmanuel Sanders plus 115 feels good. Cole Beasley's questionable in this one. So that makes me lean into my, uh, Emmanuel Sanders a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if you feel any strongly about that. I'm sure you're looking at Miguel Davis down here at plus 450. He's starting uh, to heat up, dude. He's starting to heat up. I kind of like Tommy Sweeney. Uh, no Dawson Knox. Sweeney had four targets last week. He caught three for 30 yards. 
Uh, he has a he did catch a touchdown two weeks ago as well, plus two ten. I'm kind of interested here, but a lot of this hinges on Cole Beasley not being 100. That might you know, they might limit his again again against the game against Jacksonville. They're probably not going to need a full you know amount of snaps from Cole Beasley. It's probably a Gabriel Davis interesting week here. What other numbers stick out for you here? Yeah, I think Tommy Sweeney's interesting. It's kind of been a year of the obscure tight end touchdowns. So mm-hmm. Tommy Sweeney fits that perfectly. Um, yeah, you nail it from the Buffalo side. If I look at the Jag side, like, I mean, where do they score the ball? Um, yeah, it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel great all around. Like, do we trust Carlos Hyde? James Robinson's banged up. Is he playing in this one? He's, I don't think so. He didn't practice all week. It doesn't look good. Yeah, so he's not playing. So, I mean, does Carlos Hyde, like, punch one in? At plus 175, I think there's better ways you can take this. So then Marvin Jones, LaVisca, Jamal Agnew. I mean, Let's you're be willing right. to take a long shot. I don't, I don't want to put any money on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, none of these feel great. I mean, like, Dan Arnold, they're all plus, like, 350. So it's like. So like, I, I like the Jaguars, at, you know, in, in, in some games, but not against Buffalo. Uh, I just – this this feels like a 42 to – 10 game where I just, I don't feel like fishing for the lone uh, probably Dan Arnold touchdown. That's yeah. going to happen. Right. You're hoping for garbage time. And it's like, you don't really want to lean into garbage time to like get your money. Here you go. It's going to be Dare Ogun Bawali with the receiving <laughs> touchdown. That's probably law rushing touchdown. Plus five. Right. Or we're going to, we're going to see a, a, a Jacob Hollister on a three tight end set at the goal line. Uh, yes. But I like I like Zach Moss in this one. He's plus one twenty five. I think it's been a while since he scored, and he's he's again the goal line back. He's kind of the touchdown scorer more so than Devin Singletary. So really, Diggs, Allen, Moss, Sanders, those are the top four bills for me. Uh, and again, just the health of Cole Beasley. He's more of a PPR guy, not really a touchdown specialist. Uh, so I do like the top four bills here, and I do like Sweeney. But Gabe Davis is fun too, so you should probably. Uh, consider getting some of those Buffalo Bills in there. Uh, I don't really care about receiving, rushing, and over props in there. But do we have time for one more game, real quick? Should we take a peek at that Adrian Peterson touchdown line? Absolutely, we gotta click into it. So TD scores, we got. Oh yeah, Adrian Peterson 150. at plus one fifty. This feels good. Get the money. This feels good. Um, while we're here, AJ Brown plus one fifty. Um, I just want to show you guys real quick. So uh, we know the Rams defense is is fine, but against the receivers here, 120 receptions. That's like the fifth most or the fourth most in the league. So they do allow receivers to have decent days. A.J. Brown is kind of uh, – he's just on one right now. A.J. Brown might be one of the best receivers in the NFL at the moment right now. Mm-hmm. Let me just double check here. The Rams defense – People think the Rams, like, I think people overrate the Rams defense just a little bit. They rank 18th in total PPR points allowed. Uh, they do, they are stingy against QBs, but teams can get some running back points and get some wide receiver points and they can get some tight end points against them. So I don't really know any other Titan that I would bet on besides Peterson, AJ Brown, or the Tannehill touchdown. Uh, what do you think for this game? Yeah, I think it's a pretty concentrated offense when you break it down. Julio just is not the Julio that we, you know, know and love, you know. You get that AJ Pex and you just, just happens. So I think you hit the two that are probably worth taking a good look at. And then the other side of the ball, I mean, Tennessee's, uh, I think they're the worst against the wide receivers for points allowed. So Cooper Cup, 175, free money. 
it might be a Bob Woods night. It it feels especially like on on primetime games. Bob Woods usually has a good primetime game. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, who did they play earlier this year? The Rams played. Uh, was it a Thursday night game against Seattle? Maybe. I can't recall the game. Russell Wilson got hurt. Maybe did they play the Rams in that one? I can't remember. I think it was. I think it was Rams Seahawks on a Thursday night, and Bob Woods came out and got like ten for one hundred and thirty yards or something. Um, nice. So I, I like Robert Woods. The guy that's really surprising me this year is Van Jefferson, though. Um, just even in like a like a a standard full season league, Van Jefferson's probably a guy that you could whip out at flex at this point and hope for a long ball touchdown. No Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson, and uh, just from doing projections over the years, the Rams are one of my favorite teams to do projections on because like they only like give the guy like they have like six dudes that they give the ball and like that's it they have receivers, they have two running backs they have one tight end like that's Mm -hmm. literally all they want to they just want to use those guys so uh, i'm technically i'm interested cooper cup at minus 175 though you're gonna have to parlay that with something uh on the monday night game uh you give me a cooper cup and a Najee harris touchdown single parlay Uh, there you go i think bob was you know plus 105 it's it's pretty good pretty good chance that he's going to find the end zone. So and I'm like trying to think, he's probably got like five TDs on the, like he's having a sneaky good season. People are disappointed, but he's wide receiver. I'm not even filtering by PPR. So he's, he's a fringe wide receiver one. He and scores, man. got one, two, three, four receiving touchdowns and one rushing. So he's got five TDs on the season here. We'll see if he can uh, keep it going. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Let me just double check the QB props. Stafford over two and a half. People are hitting the under Tannehill over under one and a half. People are kind of even on this one. Do you have a strong take on if he gets the two? I mean, do you expect him to rush for multiple touchdowns? Probably not. Do I expect Tannehill to hit two touchdowns? We think the Titans stay in this game. I think he. I think they're gonna. That's the, the game script, right? Yeah, I mean, well, implied lot. The implied total for the Titans is twenty three. So that's. Are we talking two touchdowns and a couple field goals? Are we talking three touchdowns and a field goal? Well, they're guaranteed two touchdowns, but you got Adrian yeah. Peterson on the sideline there. So it's close. I actually think the Titans, um, I don't know, teams with adversity this year usually have shown up pretty strong uh, that week that it's happened. So no Derrick Henry. It might be no kind of problem because I've always been wanting the Titans to kind of air it out a little bit more. So we, we could see some fun uh, inspired football out of the Titans. AP, 32 and a half. Are you interested in that line? Yeah, 32 and a half is not bad. I had to assume that he's going to get more run than you expect. The disrespect of A.J. Brown at 75 and a half. Um, I'm interested because A.J. Brown, Jalen Ramsey, I don't know. They've been playing Ramsey more inside the slot this year. I don't know if they're going to continue to do that. Uh, but A.J. Brown, uh, that one feels kind of fun. Robert Woods. 59 and a half. That's probably the one that I, if you're going to take any of these bets, I like that one. Um, yeah, yeah, that one feels pretty good. I don't know. Uh, but anything else to out or should we, uh, should we, should we send it off today and then we'll make our list later in the day and get that uploaded on the website. Yeah. I mean, unless you uh, want to give your uh, Jordan love take. We just, we just got to tap into it real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm interested real quick in the QB props here. Mahomes, two and a half. People are taking the under on that. That's interesting. Jordan Love is at one and a half. People are taking the under on that. Uh, for touchdown scores, I mean, Aaron Jones, minus 110. I actually think Devontae Adams is going to have just a – he's going to just have a nice day. Like, he's still going to be targeted probably 10-plus times. 
So I'm not really scared about that. If they're, if Jordan Love were to throw a touchdown, it's going to be to Devonte Adams. Um, so that one, it does feel a little scary because you're also betting on Jordan Love, but I, I kind of like that. Um, AJ Dillon at plus 380. That could be some fun fireworks there. Aaron Jones. I just, Jordan Love 550 to score a rushing touchdown. I just, let me see what they have him at QB props. 232 yards. I'd probably take the under on that. I think the way the Packers are going to set this guy up, to, even with Rodgers, Rodgers doesn't really even go over 250 passing yards anymore. So why would Jordan Love uh, mm-hmm. that high? So I think the game script is to have him throw the ball no more than 22 to 25 times. Keep it in that range. Let him complete quick, short passes, run the ball, use the clock. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. The interceptions, though, Jordan Love over people are smashing it at minus 230 uh he's probably gonna have he's gonna like in my mindset i'm giving him one turnover he gets one turnover if he gets the two then the packers are likely to lose but the chiefs are just as prone to turn the ball over right now as as jordan love could be so uh that's kind of fun and uh, patrick mahomes over are you taking a mahomes interception in this one tis the season yeah i mean mahomes is leading the league in interceptions so why wouldn't it continue? I don't know. Packers defense is pretty solid. You know, they get the pressure, which I think Mahomes this year is when he's in pressure, he's still trying to make the big play. That's the problem. So if he continues so, that way, he's going to make mistakes. So every, I think Tuesday morning, I send, I send to Drake all the Packers defensive stats and they are, Packers are a top 10 defense right now in almost every major statistical category, um, especially QB hits, QB pressures, sacks, uh, that's probably been the most impressive. So that that's what I'm interested in this game is the Packers defense uh, against this uh, limping offense right now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but this was fun. Any final thoughts for the people before we get out of here, Jesse? I mean, I think the, the kind of the marquee games this week are hindered by the injuries. So always be browsing that waiver wire. Try and get ahead of the game. And uh, use, I don't know what, uh, do you just use Twitter for news? I, I think t- today and tomorrow morning, you're going to want to make sure you check your news radars because there's just so many injuries, like Kyler Murray, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the Dallas Cowboy receivers, Latavius Murray. Like there's so many injuries that are to be game time decisions. So uh, I would say check with that. That's probably why we're going to probably be a little bit more patient with putting out some of these numbers, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but I'm going to let you get out of here. You can go golfing now. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you uh, next Saturday. Have a good one. Or-